0: it's season 18 of homemaker chic podcast this season we are doing it for the people the holidays are coming and we're doing it for the people i want you to join us over on patreon patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast support the show at one five or ten dollars a month at that top fangirl level you'll have access to the full video versions of the show lots of fun we love you now let's rock this next episode
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am Shea Elliott of the Elliott Homestead blog, joined once again by Angela Reed of Parisian firm, firm Girl. Firm Girl. Parisian Farm Girl, that's me.
0: We're here in northern Wisconsin. I'm Parisian Farm Girl. I just got back from Paris last week, and we have a fruit fly epidemic in our house now last week. I just got back from Paris like yesterday. I'm so tired. <laughs> okay.
1: Take it, Shay. You got this. I don't, apparently. <laughs> I'm all tongue-tied. <laughs> um, We're so glad to be back with you. Angela and I are both back stateside, getting ready to settle in for the long winter ahead. Um, how are you cow. feeling about coming back to normal life, Ange? Uh... Well, yeah, pretty good.
0: <laughs> um, pretty good. Don't send me any more messages about bedbugs because I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked a lot of people in Paris about bedbugs, and half of them looked at me like, what are you talking about? So I'm thinking I mean, it's just like a lot of things. It's really sensationalized. Other people were like, oh, yeah, we've heard of them, but there's none in our quarter that we know of. But um, all that being, you know, that being said, an ounce of prevention being worth what is a that? Pound, like a of pound cure. of cure. What's the so yeah. um, their little nasty little larvas can end up on the bottom of your feet. So we did like get rubbing alcohol, ninety percent, when we got home, sprayed our feet. I took all the clothes to the laundromat instead of doing them here. So I just thought like if I just spend a couple hours of inconvenience, that's better than. Getting rid of my American Blossom linens. So <laughs> so that's what I did. I took 42 loads of laundry and vintage velvet drapes and everything to the dry cleaners and the laundromat and nuked any potential whatevers. But we never even sat down in the metros, so it's all cool. But it was really funny to hear, like, people seriously looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, oh, it's all over American social media. And they just rolled their eyes. It was funny. Yeah. Not to say I mean, there's probably some French person listening right now whose house is infested and she's going to tell me <laughs> I'm totally wrong. But, you know, <laughs> here's
1: the thing is we're just all wrong, upside down and sideways. So I'm wrong. Here we are I'm anyway. The rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. And we're glad we're glad to be back with you here for another episode. I had to flip flop some episodes, which I'm sure that you Realized because we referenced our interview with Emily multiple times in an episode, but the interview with Emily didn't get posted until the week after. <laughs> so, Which threw there was some, some of
0: you into a panic, but yes,
1: we're, yes, we're here. It's yes. all good. It's all good. It was just some technical file issues. I had to have Angela's son, who stayed back, send me some stuff, and we got it all sorted out in the end. But we're glad to be back here with you in real time, doing life right alongside you. That's the point of Homemaker Chic Podcast. We don't do it perfect. So you don't need to send us messages saying, we don't do it right. We know. <laughs> but we're here anyway, because here's the thing. Y'all don't do it all perfectly right either. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> we're just a bunch of imperfect vessels doing doing homemaking alongside each other, and hopefully using this time to encourage each other, to encourage ourselves, Mm -hmm. to boister us on for the work ahead. So welcome.
0: And the work ahead is doing it for the people. That's what we're talking about this season. We know uh, the holidays are on the nearer horizon now, even three weeks closer than when we started. And so we're talking about loving on people and taking care of them and using our
1: homes to do that and keeping our wits about us in the meantime we're trying we're trying uh, before we dive into it today a big thank you to season 18 sponsor um the news is a hard place to spend too much time these days um but thank you to world watch news for sponsoring season 18 of homemaker chic podcast there are new episodes of the news that have been sort of condensed down to nice little 10 or 12 minute segments. Um, And you can go there and you can be caught up to date on the news that's going on around the world um, in a way that's sort of been filtered. So again, this is kind of created for your middle school-ish age children, Mm -hmm. high school children, even younger children, but kind of putting it into a biblical perspective. To sort of present the world in a way that promotes critical thinking. So you yes. can use code Homemaker Chic. Homemaker Chic. There you go. <laughs> I was going to so get month it. Free. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I,
0: did, I felt a little pause there. I'm like, come uh, on. Does she, uh, does she know it? <laughs> so you're going to get one month free from World Watch, and that's going to give you a chance to see what you think and, um, Use that timer on the dinner table for some stimulating conversation. Create some critical thinkers because goodness knows we need them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So news literacy, critical thinking, biblical discernment. You can access it on your phone, your tablet, Roku, Apple TV. And it covers all sorts of news segments from science to world culture to history to art and technology. So give it a try for seven days for free. That'll give you five weekday episodes using code Homemaker Chic. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't believe this is episode four of this season already. Life moves quickly, you guys. It makes me yeah. feel older the more I say that, but it does feel like that.
0: Um, I'm feeling older every day. <laughs> not not in a physical, like, you know, arthritis kind of a way, but I think, in a like, oh, this is really happening mm-hmm. kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, after my grandpa passing away and uh, yeah, like, you know, you can only say, oh, I feel, I still feel 24 for so long. And you might feel like that way physically and in your heart, but then like, there's this sort of looming reality that reminds you but you're not and neither is everybody else
1: yeah no they just keep yeah. getting older i stay the same age it's very not, confusing. not to be debbie downer but <laughs> that's how i'm feeling
0: it's gray and gloomy and maybe i'm feeling gray and gloomy we need to cheer it up a little bit we can't All go right. down
1: into the dumpster straight away okay yeah,
0: Quite not in minute seven
1: <laughs> is that what you're saying please please hold on just a little <laughs> bit longer um. So, Angela, what has been going on in your home? I mean, you guys have been gone, obviously, but ho- homemaker Ange, where is she at right now? She doing okay? Yeah. I mean, homemaker Ange just came home to
0: you know that stale smell your house has has after nobody's been in it and dust bunnies and food that I forgot to get out of the cooler mm. to get rid of before we left. So. That's what Homemaker Ange is doing is just sort of getting her legs underneath her to um, get ready for another week of school and get my wits about me. So all the laundry's done. Everything's clean. The suitcases are put away. Mm -hmm. And that is quite a feat when you're talking about 15 suitcases. And I've been home. Uh, How long have I been home? I don't know. Maybe I've been home 48 hours at this point. So Mm -hmm. that feels like quite an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Little carry out mixed in there. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> gotta survive.
1: Do what you gotta do. Um, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So last year for my cooking community, I did the most like extravagant, beautiful Thanksgiving spread. Of course you did. Of course. And oh, I remember that. Really tried to encourage people like, hey, make make this food, and you'll great. And happy holidays, blah blah. <laughs> and this November's recipes. Um, which come out in just a few days, are all mm-hmm. like, here's a meal that you can make from start to finish in like 12 minutes. <laughs> Sweet. Because there's so many meals surrounding the holidays, which are, you know, Thanksgiving's three weeks away at this point. There's so many meals that surround that one really big, significant meal.
0: Yes, you have to have some easy cards to play. Yeah.
1: And like you can only do takeout. So, and what that's what made me think about it is I made this really beautiful coconut chicken thing and (laughs) it's delicious. So delicious. The recipe card says, Yeah, it's a coconut coconut thing.
0: (laughs) Chicken thing.
1: Yep. But you got to have some of those cards that you can play.
0: For For sure. And you're absolutely right. Right, like right around, like
1: I'll usually make like a
0: big thing of chili or something like. Eat this for two days while I prep. Yeah. You know, like, like good <laughs> yeah. comfort food that nobody's going to be upset about. Yeah. Know, like they're getting the shaft while mom's doing all these things. Yep. And my family gives me a hard time all the time. You don't need to do all this for Thanksgiving. I'm like, but I love it. Please yeah. just let me make all the dishes. And I don't. How do you. OK, let's talk about this if we're doing yes. it for the people because people need prep time. How do you do your day? Because I have a certain way. Yeah. Like as far as breakfast, appetizers, when do you eat? Mm-hmm. What is your what is your oh, day I'm... look like? And how 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 many days before do you start and all that?
1: Well mm. I for kind of forgot our theme was do it for the people. Because okay. <laughs> I texted my family. So typically Thanksgiving, um I have two sisters in town, so it's them and their families. But there are multiple families that they have to go to, like in-laws. So sometimes it's just my immediate family and my parents. Sometimes my uncle comes. Sometimes a neighbor comes. But, like, it's hard to bank on who's actually going to be here for the meal. Okay? Mm -hmm. So a couple of years we've hosted and we've put so much work in. And then it's, like, us and my parents. (laughs) And... You know, like a yeah. sister will stop in for a little bit before yeah. they got to make a pit stop at the other house. Okay. And I just said to my mom, like, I, sorry, I don't like Thanksgiving food. I don't like it. I've never, never liked yet. it. It's so uninteresting. I'm bored out of my mind. I and turkey. I hate turkey. No one I'm, I'm, really likes turkey. <laughs> oh, they love it. I don't. Okay. I, I don't I'm like sure chicken. I know like you like turkey. chicken. I'm not a chicken person. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't like turkey. I'm just not into it. And I said, look, mom, if it's going to be you and dad and my family this year, would you because they don't really like Thanksgiving food either. And you put all this effort in. And I said, would you be okay if I just did like pull your (laughs) base, a full Italian spread? Heck, yeah. Like, just let me go and run with it. And she was like, oh, I don't care. (laughs)
0: I don't like this movie so much, because I, I think the lady's a ditz, or the character. But Under the Tuscan Sun, there's mm. this one scene where she just sets this, like, huge table mm-hmm. with all these different plates of food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that.
1: Yeah, I was like, I, I'll i cook. I'll throw down. But, like, look, I develop recipes for a living. Like, I, I have to get excited loving. about it. Yeah, Or it's just not fun to me. It's just labor. Mm-hmm. And so... That's kind of where I got last year was like a lot of labor, and the dishes were fine, but I think I'm I could do kill better. a fly here. <laughs> Might be loud. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I had to send the sorry to my sisters this morning. I was like, "Listen, y'all are welcome to come. Um, I'm going to make Italian food instead."
0: <laughs> well, Yay. I have a Italian family, and there's always Italian dishes with with a holiday meal. Mm-hmm. There's never just straight. Turkey, Campbell's grossness, you know, yeah. there's always a big masticcioli casserole or something, you know, mm-hmm. always cannoli for dessert, whatever. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do good versions of them. It's just too much work for a meal. The, doing the thing for, un, for an unexciting meal. I'm just not into it. We're going to just do something else. Why not? Except I got to have mashed potatoes. Fine. Have mashed potatoes. Make a mashed potato, to make potato my little swimming
0: pool with gravy. I'm like a seven-year-old. Like
1: <laughs> swirl it around like it's ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta have the swimming pool. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Toops & Co. is your beauty source for being homemaker chic. So remember this code, FALL BEAUTY. One word, FALL BEAUTY, for 10% off gorgeous designer quality makeup from Toops & Co. You don't have to sacrifice quality to use cosmetics that are free from hormone-disrupting chemicals, parabens, preservatives, and more. Mineral makeup, liquid foundations, a face primer to swoon over. This company has been created by our friend Emily, and she has taken the time to create quality makeup with ingredients that you can feel good about. Makeup, skincare, she's taking it to an entirely new level. I want you to try the red wine lipstick, the long lash mascara, the cream, cheek tint. There are makeup brushes and even sample sets for you. So visit toops, that's T-O-U-P-S, toopsandco.com and use the code fallbeauty at checkout for 10% off or simply visit the Homemaker Chic podcast page
1: on Instagram and click that red button that says beauty. If you are looking for quality kitchen products that are ethically sourced and in your price range, Angela and I invite you to visit Kooi Housewares, that's K-O-O-I Housewares.com forward slash Homemaker Chic and use code BLESSED10. This is a wonderful family run business that was created over 10 years ago to offer high quality products to us homemakers that are designed to last and benefit our homes, especially our kitchens. So often we can spend our money on the wrong products, products that don't stand up to the workload. Kui Housewares has put the hard work in of finding products that are high quality, name brand, and products that are fully backed by manufacturer's warranties. They make it easy to shop everything from cake decorating supplies to canning supplies. While you're shopping Cooey Housewares, be sure to check out the superb canning lids. If you didn't think a canning lid could get better than it is, you've never tried superb lids. They seal beautifully because of a thicker rubber seal and they don't ever rust because of five layers of corrosion prevention. And they're made in the USA. Visit CooeyHousewares.com forward slash HomemakerChic, use code BLESS10, and enjoy shopping around this wonderful store.
0: Here we are, that season where we tuck into our homes and make them cozy and comfortable for ourselves and the people we love. Tuck in with American Blossom Linens and receive 20% off your purchase of bedding, sheets, pillows, towels, and more. American Blossom Linens are American-grown and made cotton products that are woven to last a lifetime, that's right these beautiful products are grown, spun, and woven in the USA, as a Homemaker Chic listener, you've heard us share our thoughts on the concept of better, not more. And so we're right here with you, dressing our homes in American Blossom's finest quality products. And, as your home economist, you can enjoy 20% off with the exclusive coupon code Chic 20 With a two-year return policy, made in the USA, and free shipping, you cannot go wrong. Visit American Blossom Linens today. Duvet covers, sheets, towels, pillows, inserts, and more. AmericanBlossomLinens.com with the coupon code HomeMakerChic20 at checkout. I want you to visit HotRugs.net. If you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle, you wash them, they start curling up on the ends, they just don't have that designer look that you want, why not dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokumen? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And now you can use the coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off one of these beautiful pieces. Here's a designer tip. Give your home an instant, professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. So you know you gotta go to House of Tokaman and check them out over on Instagram because she's always updating her feed with new rugs. And then use the exclusive code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a -a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made or copy replicas sold here. House of Tokumen can be found at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net. And use that coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20.
1: Yeah. You know, every family's got their own traditions, and I think mm-hmm. that's really fun, and I think it's really special. I um, mean, hey, do you make breakfast that
0: morning? Because I always make, like, my cinnamon rolls the night before, mm. and maybe I'll make a couple of pounds of bacon, and I just put it out there. I'm like, you're on your own. Mm. Enjoy. Who doesn't want bacon and cinnamon rolls and hot coffee? Make some happy.
1: I could go for a cup of decaf right now, speaking of. Mm. Yeah, that sounds nice. I'm going to send Stuart a text message.
0: Uh, I drank a lot of coffee <laughs> in Paris. I drank a lot of coffee. Coffee, And they good. have this, uh, that my favorite patisserie is like right down from where we stayed. And they have this long, long go, long go. Yeah. And I told her, like, I t- I spoke a lot of French too. Like, I mean, it's just legit pat myself on the back. It was awesome. <laughs> um but I told her in French. I was like, I don't. What is this longo that I'm ordering every morning, and I never know how to pronounce it. Langeau, longo, longo. You know, she corrected me, and she said it's an americano. I'm like, well,
1: well then. Yeah, it's the best coffee. americano I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I came back from Bulgaria, ladies, not able to fit into any of my pants awesome and i texted amber and i said amber could this be because i've been lifting a lot and she said well that depends shay do they not fit in the butt and the thighs or do they not fit in the waist and i was like oh man <laughs> dang but just this morning i realized i had been averaging like three cappuccinos a day I'm like that's a lot of cappuccinos my friend <laughs> That's a lot. We do what
0: we have to do to get through, though. Oh, here's how I did it for the people. <laughs> I wanted my kids to be able to eat, so I actually really didn't. I'm not saying like martyr ange, but I didn't eat that much. Like I, I would order like escargot and a glass of wine, or like super basic French onion soup and a glass of wine, because they wanted the duck confit and the all the, the big entrees, you know, which are not cheap. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, look, I've been here before juju one night ordered oh my gosh, he ordered the best duck I've ever had in my life. and it the restaurant knew it was so good. they legit just served it alone. There mm. wasn't a potato, there wasn't a vegetable. it was just this big gorgeous crusted duck breast with sauce. and I did it. he's like, "Would you like a bite, mom? And I took a bite and it was absolutely the best duck I've ever had in my life. Mm. amazing. and he was so happy. My juju. He loves to eat. Loves good food.
1: Is uh, yeah. What is the cost of food like in Paris? Well,
0: it's not so bad. So I'm going to speak like relatively speaking because I do live in a vacation destination. So going out here, we mm-hmm. have places down the road that serve $7 lattes. It's ridiculous. That's something that's so fun about Paris. Like we have $5 pastry here. They're... A pastry is like ninety seven euro like ninety seven cents or a, mm-hmm. a euro twenty five are just so cheap. the coffee's so cheap the pastries are like croissants, so cheap very fun um but like Julianne, at one meal he ordered dot confit and it was twenty seven probably yeah. for the plate that's a lot when you're yes. doing
1: eight of those
0: yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I was like oh, I'll have mail scarkel please <laughs> they make is me happy free i must have eaten print 40 s- snails while i was there i don't care I'm so fabulous <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> well there you go back Couple to life like, and you will back be splitting to
0: tonight is a split
1: uh-huh <laughs> tonight's a split uh-huh yeah oh that's fun well ladies well Angela's been off eating us cargo in Paris. You've probably been creating your baking station (laughs) and stocking your baking cabinet. That was our last assignment, right? Yes, it was. Okay. So as we continue our organizational challenge that we're kind of coming along together and doing side by side, this is a really fun one. Don't think I'm a lush for focusing on this, but Here's your next assignment. Again, we're going through the complete book of Home Organization by Tony Hammersley from A Bowlful of Lemons. And each episode, we're just giving you a few little home tasks, organizational tasks to chew through. So we want you to designate a drink station.
0: Honestly, Shay, this is like one of my favorite things to have in the kitchen. I remember the first time I saw one and I literally thought, you loser, go home and make a drink station. Like, how fun to have like your own little restaurant! It's like your own mm-hmm. little cafe, it gives you all the feelings. Um, I'm looking at our notes or for people who have the book, are we on page 1718? Is that where we're talking? These about are today?
1: assignments 1718. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, we do it by right, assignment. Keep talking. Yeah, I got a little excited. Yeah. So there's a few different ways. So in the book, she kind of concentrates on having like a cocktail station, a place where you can have, um, well, I guess that's kind of the next one actually. So a number 18 is create a homemade cocktail bar. So 17, you make a drink station, whether that's coffee or tea or whatever it is that you like, what beverages do you consume? Ange has like a water bubbler. So that would be a great thing to put at your What's that called? It's not called a now, water now. If you bubbler. say a
0: water bubbler, every from everyone from Wisconsin is going to think you're talking about a drinking fountain. So that's called a drinking fountain. <laughs> I know, but Wisconsinites are weird. And I don't think I'm officially one yet, and they call them bubblers. Uh, it's a Soda Stream.
1: Soda Stream. So, so Soda Stream. Okay. Yep. You know, so I have the yeah, I have a
0: Soda thing. Stream. I have my espresso machine. Keep all my favorite teas right there. And I have this thing for sale in my shop. It's this like old Russian teapot thing. semavar, I think it's called. It's beautiful. But I'm like, I'm going to babysit this on my drink bar mm-hmm. until someone buys it. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. And I've always wanted one, but it's it's for sale. But anyways, I it's sitting there just looking lovely. And then I do have a favorite tea shop in Paris I buy tea from. And they're in the tins. And every time I go there, it just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm it's just my little place mm-hmm.
1: i do not have a drink station right now not a coffee and tea one because our espresso machine broke and then my french press broke Ooh. and what are we um, um, well what are we doing <laughs> we're using this thing called oh the oh what's it called oh, i know what you're talking it's like, oh my gosh, it's making me nuts. Okay. Lava, what is it? It's like a travel espresso maker. It's Will like... The or... What is the no, name no, no. of it? It's got a name.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, this I is used to funny have one. me.
1: So it's like a big plastic tube. and you put the grounds mm-hmm. in with a little filter and then do an espresso shot, you press it through. It's like a manual... Right. Oh, Bullocks. What is it called? I'll do it. You keep talking. Anyway, so that's what we're making coffee with. But Stu, I always joke that if he was a fairy, he would be a Tinkerbell because he loves to tinker with things. He just he loves to play with them and mess with them. And so he took his drill, his full on big yellow drill Mm -hmm. and made a little adapter for his coffee grinder (laughs) so that he hooks his drill up to it in the morning and it goes and it spins it really fast and grinds the coffee nice and fresh into an espresso grind. But it's making me nuts because I've got, like, I call it my coffee paraphernalia all over mm-hmm. the counter because this thing is a manual. So you've got your little stick and you can, you got the thing, you push it through. Arrow press. That's there what it's go. called. I've before. There. They work great. No issues yeah. with it, but it's the coffee paraphernalia that makes me crazy. Sometimes it's on this counter. sometimes it's on this counter. I'm constantly putting the drill away, and I shouldn't <clears throat> complain because I don't make the coffee, but it is making me crazy. So there you go. I need a drink station, and it is tea time. This is I don't I'm not a tea drinker, but I do drink herbal concoctions in the winter time. Mm-hmm. So it's time. Um, so, Tony encourages you to um, gather together your tea, coffee pot, mugs, cups, condiments, syrups, stir spoons, anything that you find yourself reaching for when you make your beverages. And then mm. number 18 is to create a co- home home <laughs> home homemade, homemade cocktail bar. So just, again, put like with like. So consolidate your things together. I have my cocktail bar, quote unquote, in my dining room, which is just an old piece of furniture that has a little cabinet at the bottom. And I stash all of my wine there and, you know, like your copper Moscow mule cups and your wine glasses and um, some special liquors that we have and stash them away. Now I know it's really popular to put all of your bottles on full display because they look beautiful and Mm -hmm. sometimes you can put them in these beautiful little decanters and all that's quite lovely i get tired of dusting stuff like that i
0: have uh, a decanter collection and old wine bottles and old like big brandy bottles big ones from france and um yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've got They're some dusty. pretty decanters <laughs> I, up on a I shelf. I dust them, but like, often, I don't but keep like, my wine them... out anymore. No, no, I keep my wine, wine put away, but I have like collector bottles and yeah, stuff out, yeah. and they do. You know what? And I do like to fill them like with brandies and stuff. I do like to fill them, and you know what inspired me to do that all on my table? Can you can you conjure up which photograph inspired me to put? all decanters with all the beautiful amber-colored liquids in them on my table. What photo? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's from no. your body. Odor. Oh, okay. He's, he's got a picture in one of the cookbooks with all the decanters, and all the amber liquids. Okay. It's so beautiful. Yeah. That's what, that's what started my whole table, tablescape in the pretty room. Yeah. Um, My aunt and uncle and think outside the box to It like it doesn't always have to be a cocktail cart or something of the like. Mm-mm. My aunt and uncle have a beautiful, beautiful armware in their foyer. Like looks like legit Narnia and beveled mirror and it's just gorgeous. And it's really nice when you walk into their house because you're maybe it's winter and you're disheveled and you can take off your coat and hand it to them and like glance and be like <laughs> like what's happening here but when they open it it's all their liquor bottles mm-hmm. all the pretty beautiful bottles mm-hmm. it's really pretty and they don't hardly ever open it but when you get to peek inside you're like oh that's so pretty mm-hmm. you know all the like um saint germain like the
1: elderflower you yeah, know some of those bottles are problem. really They're beautiful so pretty. you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah i have just found that it's better for me to stash mine away and I keep a few show decanters, and then I have a few really special bottles that we've already consumed, but I've kept the bottles. Mm. And so those are on a little shelf, um, but I'm not going to dust them all. I just can't do it. Swiffer stick, baby. I know. But even yep. still, even still, ever go to a room and you're cleaning it and you're like, how many times have I dusted this ceramic cow? How many? hours of my life at the end of it all while i have spent dusting this cow
0: (laughs) yeah i know that's the same for everything though like the top of your books the top of your cookbooks you you know know.
1: yeah it's really true um so there you go that's your little home organization assignment today um okay i know we have a few questions thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing those over on instagram if you have questions for the podcast, make sure you shoot them to us over there. Um, but let's go ahead and cue the wine music real fast, and okay. then remind me to talk about my priorities list. Okay, let me make a little note. Okay, because I have the memory of a snail. I don't know what kind of memory snail have. Um, this is the part of podcast brought to you by Dry. Farm wines. So, we are going into the holiday season, and this is a wonderful time for you to bring some natural, organic, biodynamic wines into that beautiful little cocktail bar that you're going to be making. Dry Farms has made it so transparent for you to uh, bring in wines from all around the world, knowing that they meet a quality standard. So there's information on items such as residual sugar on the back of the bottles. And you can know that it's been lab, what they call lab purity tested. There's more information on that at dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. That's where you can go and you can say, yeah, but what kind of lab testing? What labs, where, what are you testing for? And it'll have all that information for you but they kind of do the work on the front end, bring them all together for you in a beautiful package and ship them to your doorstep. So they do the work for you so that you know that you're able to just enjoy really clean, beautiful wines. Uh,
0: Okay, so I've never had this one. This is Eudeltite, have you ever had this before? Okay, I have to put my hand over it. The fruit flies are so bad. There were no fruit flies in my office. I opened a glass for recording the show, and here they are. Yeah, they came under the door. They will find you. <laughs> they will find you. Um, this is a malbec. Yeah, I've never had this I before. Matucas. Um 100% malbec, 2021. Only 12.5% alcohol, which is lovely, and a residual sugar of 0.6 grams per liter. And it's, it's nice. So low. Oh, it's so low. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You just can't find that. You know, we had Emily on last episode talking about the things that are allowed to be added to makeup that are just no good. I mean, they're just no good for you. And there are so many things like that in wine that don't have to be labeled, don't have to be listed, don't have to be shown to the consumer, which is quite shocking. So, Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic is where you can go to do a one time order. If you just want to give it a whirl and see if it's worth the hype, or you can set it up to ship to you every month, and then you can save yourself the heartache of walking through the wine aisles and trying to pick something out and not having a clue if you're going to like it. So, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic. And that's also when you use that link, you're going to get an extra bottle in your order for just a penny because they can't legally give it to you so it's gonna cost you orders. a cent first time order first time orders there yep. you go do it okay do it now i want to go back and i want to talk about my Priorities. priority list do you remember okay. when way back when on the podcast we used to have our hit list is that what we called it uh Pit list. Pit list. Pit list. Do you remember the pit list? In lieu of the other word. Yes. Pit list. So I think I even said this on the podcast. Okay. Before my trip, I kind of felt like I was losing my mind a little bit. Mm. I felt very scattered, very incapable of kind of taking a task and following it through. I was getting very distracted just sort of disruptive thought and naturally when you're sort of taken from your everyday routine and you're thrust into something different it causes reflection and it causes Mm. sort of this shift and I really tried to tune into that when I was away from home so that I could make it as valuable of time away as possible. Okay. Okay. So one of the biggest things, because the time difference between my house and where I was in Bulgaria, it was ten hours. It was really significant. So when I was going to bed, Stu was getting up. When Stu was going to bed, I was getting up. And so we mm-hmm. only touched bases for these teeny little pockets each day. And so, and that was true. Everybody that I talked to was ten hours away, mm-hmm. right? So I really didn't have a use for my phone. There was just kind of no point to have it. Mm -hmm. And so I just sort of naturally left it behind a lot of times. And it just wasn't important to me because I wasn't going to be returning emails with a 10 hour time difference and yada, yada. So my mind kind of started to slow down a little bit. And I had a pen and paper with me. And so I started writing down some of the things that were really just taking up mental space in my mind. Our attic door blew off in a windstorm and it's just been sitting on the ground all summer and we just need to get up and screw it on. My kitchen faucet's been leaking for a while. I need to email the manufacturer about getting a replacement part. Um, my kitchen ceiling needs to be painted. Kind of a bigger task, but literally there's pigeon blood on it. So I need to paint it.
0: (laughs) Pigeon blood. Yes.
1: A wounded pigeon flew into my kitchen. (laughs) Splattered blood all over my ceiling. Um, you know, just there's a million of these. Any homemaker knows like your mind that just choose. They just mm-hmm. chew and flop around in there. It's like a fruit fly infestation. Mm-hmm. And yet none of them are big enough to say, take care of me right now. Like we know when something yeah. like that happens. Your kid yes. vomits. Okay, the now. rest of the day, this <laughs> yeah. is my priority. Yeah. Here's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. And I th- I found personally, it can be really difficult when there's all these tasks that we can could, should, would do as homemakers, but none of them are screaming at you. And I thought, I'm just really terrible at prioritizing. One of these is more important than the other. I can't figure out which, and it would drive me in circles and ultimately Mm -hmm. to inaction. And I've just, you and I haven't talked about this, but I'm just kind of curious to get other homemakers thoughts to see if this is something that they struggle with. What I ended up doing was just writing this list of everything that was free floating in my mind, um, mm-hmm. closing the loops, you know? So picture like two inch pieces of string, all these different ideas or tasks floating around in your head and you're sort of just going through and just tying them into a knot. Like you're closing, okay, close that loop, close that loop, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think what I realized, then I want your thoughts on this, is that because none of them are screaming and because none of them, you know, we do the urgent things. These are all non-urgent things. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're bad at prioritizing. It's just that there's no clear winner here. And so you kind of have to get to the place. there's so many of them. And there's so many of them. (laughs) I mean... So do you just, I think what I got to was like, this is just a pit list. This is, Mm -hmm. and I actually titled it, like, a list of non-priority tasks. Mm -hmm. None of which are more important than the other. They're Mm -hmm. just tasks. Will they, on
0: a timeline, would they eventually move to priority? The attic, once winter sets in does that then become a, priority? like, mm-hmm. does procrastination then
1: create a priority down the road? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. For some of them. And mm-hmm. so naturally, the seasons push you to priorities. Mm-hmm. There are things that we're having to take care of now that, that weren't just a priority. But here was an example. Georgia okay. had a bunch of cash that she had collected from work and ba- various jobs, And she had it free floating around in a wallet that's been misplaced about four times. And she would kept asking me, Mom, can we open a bank account? Can we open a bank account? Can we open a bank account? Mm -hmm. And I did. I kind of pushed her off, you guys. I was like, yeah, well, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. We can do that. We can do that. Well, when? I don't know when. I don't know when. Mm -hmm. I don't know when. I I spent so much energy just trying to push her to the next week or to the next week. And finally, I was like, you know what? This is on my list. My pet list. Let's go. Grab your stuff. We're going to go to the bank. At Mm -hmm. which point I forgot to bring two forms of identification for her. So we promptly turned around and came back. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But then we went back and we got it taken care of. Mm -hmm. And it was just really great to say, look, that was on my list. Cross it off. Done with now. That's a loop closed. And was it the most important thing that I could have done today? Maybe not but it was just a list it was just a list of stuff i had to do so right how do you you know how do you prioritize the non-priorities
0: gosh <laughs> i i think i don't i mean i think i just wait till they fall into the, like that this needs to be done now because like i can think of a million things right now but there's they don't matter until they become
1: important, you know. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and though, it's like, is you like said, sometimes like that this... makes the fire grow a little bit. Like yeah, You wait till it gets urgent and then it has to be done now.
0: Yeah, I don't. Okay, well, I think there's a sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. And that I like things to be done in that sweet spot. I don't like the urgent. Got to do it now at all that feels too icky for me. I don't like procrastinating or putting something off till that point. But um but usually I wait till something drops into the funnel. You know like pretend it's like on like some sort of a conveyor mm-hmm. belt and then it plops like Willy Wonka it plops down and you're like, "Oh, the time is now." The problem for me is when I don't do it when the time is now. So,
1: mhm. But yeah, there's there's count it's countless it's it's countless Mm -hmm. yeah i think honestly just putting them down is really helpful and then realizing Mm -hmm. like sometimes you don't have huge chunks of time so we just sort of put these things off waiting for this beautiful magical huge empty saturday to arrive at our feet for us to do whatever we'd
0: like with that's not happening for me there's there's no i mean i i do look around like and i'll go what could I do right now? What's that? What's one of those loomers right. that I could do right now? Right. Um, I think I'm pretty efficient at doing them. So a lot of my loomers, I need my spouse for. Mm-hmm. You know, so getting getting him on board. Like, okay, I see a pocket right now. Can mm-hmm. we do X, Y, Z? You know, mm-hmm. definitely.
1: Or yeah, ones that you actually have to call on extra help for. Mm-hmm. I mean there there mm-hmm. are certainly those um yeah there's there is something about writing it down though and just sort of plugging away at it that brings sort of an ease to the mind and mm-hmm. I think I'm getting maybe this makes me old but like I think I'm also getting to the point where I no longer even want to pretend like I'm multitasking <laughs> Isn't that funny? I had a similar thought
0: today. Like, I don't want to try to do 80 things at once anymore. Yeah. I actually, and I, I'm so kind of like programmed to say, mama's trying to do like four things at once right now. Can you just wait, please? That I started to say it today and I actually like caught myself. I'm like, no, you're not. You're actually just doing one thing. You're not doing like what Ange would have done however long ago. You're actually just doing one thing right now and you you want to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um but when they when they kids like uh you know like Georgia with the bank account when they ask you things in the middle of something it does make me feel like I'm trying to do four things at once. But um yeah, the multitasking, I don't know if that was just a younger thing. <laughs> I don't really like you said I don't really care to I'm sure I do. I'm sure I will do. But it doesn't feel
1: like this badge of honor anymore. Mm-mm. Well, think about it. That's what they used to ask you at job interviews. Oh, well, are you good at multitasking? Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you so was much. was that your decaf? Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, we don't even have decaf in the house. That was <laughs> so nice. Maybe I'll ask for a cup of tea.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I needed something mm-hmm. to warm my
1: hands. Um, yeah, I don't want to because this was my whole conversation with myself. Like I stepped away from so many things on my trip and I realized Mm -hmm. I really like just moving at a human pace. So I woke up in the sound to the sound of, we stayed in this old, old, old village, deep cobblestone streets and in the old, this old part of Plovdiv and I woke up to this, shoo, 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 and I was like, what, is this a bird? So I look out my window and I see a few women all along this cobblestone street sweeping it with brooms, shoo, shoo, and I thought that would be weed blowers or leaf blowers, Mm. and you'd hear, and it would take a 15th of the time, um, But there is something about moving down the street. You'd see him on your way to get coffee. You'd see him on your way back from getting coffee. And you're just like, there's something about this human pace that Mm -hmm. makes me feel more human. And Mm -hmm. so I came back and I told Stu, like, I think my productivity might be a little bit lower. But I need to... For the sake of my sanity, mm-hmm. I think I got to move more like a human. And that means not twine, twine, <laughs> twine to do 12 things at once. Yeah. It means when I'm sitting down and doing math with a kid, I'm just doing math with the kid. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to respond to an email or write a letter or whatever. Hmm. It's, yeah. There's something to be said for that human pace. So I've also been trying to step away from shows and movies because I was just watching Seinfeld again. I don't even want to watch anything new. And uh, reading. Reading is a Mm -hmm. very human pace activity, isn't it? You're forced to move slow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a lovely season to to think about that and lean into that because it's, you know, everybody's kind of cozying, you know, thinking about sweaters and thinking about the fireplace and thinking about blankets and snuggling. And it's, it's a great time to explore that. I mean, it works. It's not like, Mm um, first week of school or, you know I
1: mean? There's, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the reality is, we got to work. <laughs> Sorry. We have to work. We all have to work. Um, and that's okay. But to do work and then to live as a human, I was talking to my pasta workshop last week about that. Look, you don't make pasta by hand because it makes sense. It doesn't make sense economically because <laughs> you can go right. buy your $1. fifty box of Barilla mm-hmm. garbage Um, or like, so to, so to say, I'm going to buy this beautiful flower and I'm going to sit and I'm going to make this with my hands and then I'm going to shape orchietti by hand. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. every noodle you're going to shape by hand, you're going to make gnocchi and you're going to take each one and roll it up the fork and dip your finger into it. That doesn't make sense in the world economy, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense Mm -hmm. in the human economy. Yeah, and mm. both are valuable. <laughs> mm. Both are valuable.
0: Mm. Coffee. I'm making a little note here for a future show: <laughs> exploring the human economy. <laughs> My um.
1: You mentioned unlock my door
0: because I hear them making me tea.
1: Oh, did you send (laughs) an SOS? (laughs) I'll take a sip while she opens her door here for the tea delivery. When um we went to Sicily, we were served cannoli at this cheese making place and I was crying because it was so good. (laughs) It was just the the most amazing ricotta I have ever, ever eaten. And my friend John came up to me and he pats me on the shoulder. And he was just like, it's easy to be human here. Mm -hmm. And it made a lot of sense to me because the roads are so bad. You can't move fast. Mm -hmm. You just can't. It's not a thriving metropolis. Of course, there's cities and such, but it's just... They're very human focused. There's a lot of face-to-face conversations. There's a lot of like local life. And I think we, we see pockets of that here as well. But it was just this very sweet reminder. Like there are beautiful and wonderful things that are valuable to you as a human and yeah. moving at a human, <sighs> just moving at a human pace i'm not a machine right i don't want to be a machine frankly well i think everybody um
0: and you and i have a particular like you know more type a personality but like everybody goes through a season where they they do want to or they can and they they lean into that and then like you just said you don't know if it's because you're getting older or what but I want to like. We talk about yeah. it all the time. Nobody has to stay the same. You're yeah. not obligated to stay the same. So. Yeah,
1: and you are changed. Like mm. the reason I don't really like watching movies anymore is since there are none. Well, yeah. First of all, first of all, but like <laughs> since my friend's five year old passed away two years ago. Well, will be three in March. Um, like my my emotions are are reserved for things that are really sad like i just cannot waste emotions on on those things
0: mm-hmm.
1: i just can't and i don't want to be anxious i'm already anxious enough i don't want to be scared i'm already scared enough. <laughs> <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. want to be sad i'm already sad enough like um i want to laugh you know but a lot of what the world thinks is funny i don't think is funny so it is. You're looking for um you're looking for needles in a haystack. It might be a little too much to ask of the entertainment world to right. to give you that perfect pocket of stuff. But um yeah, I think I think maybe it is getting older. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not old yet, but yeah, you have a baby or a wedding. Like I'm I'm weeping. You know, every time we have a baptism right. at church, I'm crying like a fool, right? They just get so much sweeter. Life gets deeper, more meaningful.
0: Hey, Junior, you, you guys are too loud. And can you close my door? You're way too loud. What? Since you just texted, Dad isn't here. I don't know where he is. <gasps> you just texted. Oh, it was me saying too loud. That was me texting. <laughs> so close my door as best you can, because I know it likes to pop open, and you're too loud. Excuse me. <laughs> Joel must be doing chores.
1: Okay, well, ladies, let me know if this resonates with you, or if you have any suggestions. Um, I would love to hear them. I'm really trying to prepare my soul for the season ahead. Mm. Um. Speaking of too loud, can you hear my puppy at my door? He knows I'm in here and he wants in so bad.
0: No, all I can hear is my children standing directly beneath me. (laughs) Can you hear them? Uh -uh. Oh my goodness. They're so loud. (laughs) You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Let's talk about shopping. Shopping online at the new Parisian Farm Girl shop or shopping with me in Paris next year. First things first, have you visited the new Parisian Farm Girl shop? I am now featuring everything you've come to love about Parisian Farm Girl style from plaid to antique transferware dishes. This month, I will be restocking with treasures from my trip to the Paris flea market. So visit every Friday as new items are added from oil paintings Two copies of some of your favorite dresses you've seen me wear. And while you're there, you'll also find details on how to secure your place. On one of my 2024 trips in April and October of next year, I'll be taking small groups of people to Paris for the flea marketing trip of a lifetime. But don't wait because some of those weeks are almost sold out. So visit parisianfarmgirl.com and click my shop to find beautiful pieces to decorate your home, and details about the Paris Flea Market Tours. That's P-A-R-I-S-I-E-N-N-E,
1: farmgirl.com, and click My Shop. Home cooks, listen up, we've all got to cook, and sometimes that's a bit boring and hard. There's no escaping the demands that come from our kitchens, whether we're cooking for one or many. So let's make it fun, nourishing, and delicious. I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community with me, Shay. You can visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you're going to get five whole food nourishing and inspired recipes each month, created from scratch in my own kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you, and let's get cooking. Let's talk sexy, simple, luxurious natural skincare. That's right, I'm talking about Tubes & Co. If you think that natural skincare has to come at the cost of results, we invite you to visit toopsandco.com and use their incredible skincare. Use code FALLBEAUTY for 10% off. Emily Toops began this family-run company because she believes that skincare products that nourish and restore can come from simple, wholesome ingredients. That means ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil and organic grass-fed tallow. Emily formulates her skincare with real ingredients without the use of synthetic chemicals, toxins, fillers, artificial colors, or fragrances. Their products are made in the USA and all the ingredients are sustainable and fair trade with transparent and ethical sourcing. Skincare products should nourish our skin without having to impart hormone-disrupting toxins. But don't just take my word for it. Visit toopsandco.com, click the skincare tab, and just read through the raving reviews. Homemakers just like you love the tallow balm, French clay soap, and glow serum. Visit toopsandco.com, shop organic skincare, and use the code FALLBEAUTY for a 10% discount. There you go. All right. What you got for us there, Miss Angela? Over on Instagram. All right. All right. I've got some
0: sort of some comments. Um, we have a member of the IBTC. Oh,
1: hello, fellow and- friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she loves Costco's DKNY brawlets. Okay. I, I have like those. I have four of those. Okay. hmm Okay. Um... Yep, so that okay. she hopes that helps. Yeah. I have another lady, Sarah, who says she wants us to read the, an incredible book, since we're reading now, okay. Um, The Bold Return of Giving a Damn, which I love that title. All right.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that.
0: Uh, it's by Will Harris. He's a regener- regenerative rancher okay. and farmer in South Georgia. The Bold, I'm sorry, say that again, The Bold Return. Of Giving a Damn. Okay. Yep. I, okay. I guess he was on Rogan, so... And that's where she, I, apparently she buys all her lard, tallow, and beef from him.
1: Okay, cool. Um, that's fun. I'm gonna try to be a reading machine. Um, this winter. Cool, very cool. Um, Sally
0: Clarkson recently had a blog post on serving the people. <laughs> Maybe she listens to the podcast. Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you gave Crystal a big laugh when you referred to Seattle as Mordor. Well.
1: (laughs) Well. (laughs) Uh, I love so many things about Seattle. Seattle, come back. Please come back. I love you. Come back. Um, she
0: loves your words sturdy as she's contemplated raising children with grit. But felt the word was slightly wrong. So she likes your word sturdy very much. Um sec- she has another question. Okay. What tools have we found to keep kid clutter at bay? Her home is a comfortable size, but there's not much space that is theirs that can be turned into forts, mazes, storefronts. Mm. You know how kids do that, etc. Um do we okay. have any organizational ideas or rules that help keep the peace for smaller living spaces with five and eight-year-olds that want to be in your presence with their things all of the time? <laughs> she wish, she yes, wishes God's blessings upon us both. <laughs> That's very sweet. Um, uh, this, the, the forts they take up, they take up the space, right? Yes, and it's always do. right when you just clean the living room. Yes, it
1: is. <laughs> It's always when you clean the living room. This is one of those spaces where I have to die to myself. And I have to tell myself Mm -hmm. every time you will now die to yourself because, oh, you just mopped the floor and fluffed the pillows and cleaned the windows and watered the plants. And now they're feeling great. They go into that space. And this is a testament to the power of the work of the homemaker. You clean the kitchen. You mop the floor. Light a little fire in there, put out a pot of tea, watch them swarm in. Like, you have that power. And I think that is so important to remember. So this is one of those Instead of, like,
0: letting it feel
1: defeating. Right. Look. Harness it. Harness it. That's right. Yeah. And so if you feel like things are really going off the rails in one direction, you know, again, Mm -hmm. we don't. We just need a limited playbook of things we know how to do. And we really can turn the course. So the kids are receptive to that. They they feel it. So they will go into your room and they will build for And I just have to let them. So the rule is you can do it. I try not to keep too many breakable, precious things around. We have one mm-hmm. living room in our house and that's it. There are no other, there's no playrooms, There's no basements. There's no nothing else. There is just a living room. And so I let them. I let them, and then they have to clean it up. (laughs) And they get a permanent Lego table in our living room. So the Legos are out Mm. all the time. I've sort of nestled it behind a couch. So it's like a beautiful little old butter churn table that kind of sits down below just behind the couch but the Legos are out all the time there's boxes of puzzles out all the time um there's ukuleles and piano music strewn all over and oh my gosh why can't they just pick the piano music up they just can't <laughs> they just can't um not so understand. I think what I try to tell myself is that this isn't forever and yeah. it's not forever no um and yeah it's not forever <laughs>
0: um
1: don't don't
0: i won't okay <laughs> I'm trying to face ID my phone here so I can get more. Angela and more I are questions. both
1: quite weepy, ladies. Um, Some things we can't talk All about right. yet, but um, I feel really grateful to be cleaning up messes right now. That's where my heart is. Mm-hmm. So let them build the fort. Um, Shay, you referenced a
0: shorter, shorter catechism. Uh, do you have a specific title,
1: or is that just like legit what it's called?
0: Um,
1: I will find a link to it. I thought I it looked it up once notes, no. a
0: long time ago and put it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, it's
1: Westminster Presbytery something something. But it, it, okay, I'll find it real fast. Okay.
0: Um. Did you and I talk? I know we talked about blue zones. Yeah. Weeks back. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about not being, like, too keen on everything the guy was saying because he's more, I don't know, <laughs> well, vegetarian like, bent or, like, well, did we uh-huh. talk about that? Like, some falsities, sort of, in that narrative on that, um, let's on that show? Let's talk about it. Sure, we can talk about that. I don't remember. S- yeah, okay, so she's saying she listened to season 18, episode one. Oh, it must been a few weeks ago. Talking about Boozones, and she is uh, Rebecca. Uh, while there's much that's good about Blue Zones, there's also falsehoods in them as well. Erin yes. Skinner
1: talks about it with Diana Rogers on this episode, which is sure. linked here. For sure. So let's just talk about this. This drives me nuts is when people say, okay, meat eaters have a 40% higher rate of whatever. Take your pick. I'm making that up. The problem is where they get that data is you fill out a questionnaire oh okay do you eat meat yes no not what kind of meat you eat where it's sourced what you eat it with all meat eaters are just natural they're just fully lumped together and Mm -hmm. you know we're not talking about pepperoni on your little caesar's pizza like that's not the meat I eat. That's not the meat I'm talking about. I love pepperoni. (laughs) I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, do you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many factors amongst meat eaters. Like, I always picture like truck drivers getting like chicken tenders or whatever at the gas stations. And like, that's a different type of meat eater. Um, So I think there definitely are falsities there. What I really pushed back against in that documentary was how his solution was well the government just needs to control this as if singapore was some mecca um when you know you get the death penalty for like having pot or something <laughs> like maybe maybe we right. don't use singapore as the shining beacon of what we should be like you know it's okay it's intense okay. yeah yeah I yeah. promised Angela um, I wasn't going to say anything controversial before we start. I don't care. Recording. Can
0: you? Do you want me to close my door? Can I literally hear like don't hear no. anything,
1: Angela. Okay. Um, then I'm Stewart found about a it. special right. filter to take out Angela's kids <laughs> from
0: the background. We just have wood floors. There's no nothing. It's just blanks <laughs> separating all of us. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah. So he uh, no was just like.
1: Absorb it. He was just like the government. Just needs to tell us the right things to do, and we'll just do them. Um, and I just think oh, that's please, a terrible I'll pa- I'll solution. pass. <laughs> please. please don't tell me anything else that I need to do. <laughs> anyway, there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. The West. Well, we'll have to maybe check out the episode that she referenced, mm-hmm. and then we can
1: wax poetic on that in a few weeks or something. Sure, that'd be great. Um, the the shorter okay. catechism that I'm talking about, you can find at WestminsterConfession.org the Presbytery of the United States, the Free Church of Scotland. It's called the Westminster Shorter Catechism, but the one that they have on here is what I would call the shorter, shorter catechism. So, there you go. Okay. Okay.
0: Writing that down. Mm -hmm. Oh. Okay, I want to see what you say about this, because... I think we both kind of have weird kitchen kitchens this way. I am loving the home organization tips this season. My family's staying in an RV while saving for our dream homestead. God bless you. And as you can imagine, space is tight. Do we have any creative recommendations for utilizing the deep, excuse me, the deep narrow cupboards that are my pantry?
1: I say lazy Susans for the win. I am so on team Lazy Susan. I have bought like 6. <laughs> I am since on we team Susan. <laughs> yeah, right. I just bought another Lazy Susan for I have a really big deep low cabinet in my kitchen. And it's deep like you can't quite reach back there, so it's kind of a similar situation. And I just put two Lazy Susans side by side that stretch across across the width of the cabinet and then put things in the very back that i don't reach for very often like molasses i want it in there Mm -hmm. but i'm not going to use it every day and then on my lazy Mm -hmm. susans i put you know i keep gallon size i use a lot gallon size vinegar bottles of apple cider vinegar rice vinegar Maple syrup, a gallon of olive oil. So, like, I just have four of those gallons on a big old Lazy Susan, and I can just flip it around. And the other one, I've got coffee stuff and paper towels, and they've worked great. So I would say at least a layer of Lazy Susan on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then probably Mm -hmm. be hanging maybe some things on hooks on the sides. So you can command strip up hooks and you could put even those beautiful little mesh bags for hanging some of your veg or some of your fruit so that that's not all out on the counter because i know too like in fridges and stuff that space is really really limited Mm -hmm. so those would probably be my first two ideas yeah
0: um if you go to home goods T.J. Maxx, Home Goods, back in the kitchen aisle, they have a lot of Lazy Susans, and they have all these fabulous acrylic drawers and things, so you can kind of build your own storage within a space. I would check that out too. There you go. I use those in my cooler to keep condiments and stuff and stuff organized. Um, I'm listening to No Sunscreen and just heard the part where you said, "I just want to smell like Chanel Number no. Five and not die." Sounds like something I would say. That is. I'm assuming that was me. That will be on Angela's (laughs) gravestone. (laughs) I was watching. Get this, though. Get this. Okay, and this is probably, like, slightly connected to my wolf conversation that I've been raging about here, now that we have wolves. I was watching something on National Geographic, and apparently Chanel Number 5 has a scent that attracts (laughs) panthers. Oh, stop it so maybe don't wear that if you don't want to die from chemicals or a nature stroll when i was a little girl i was so afraid of panthers yes i would spend the night at my cousin's house and i was convinced there was one in her closet it had to be a laura Ingalls thing because yeah. that first book yeah. is just loaded with screaming banshee panthers yeah and great
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Chanel number five I don't think we have any of those Mm -hmm. still here in northern Wisconsin Mm -hmm. but that is very funny Carissa that is funny how are we on time we're
1: good (laughs) we've got time for a
0: few more yeah okay okay hello Angela and Shay this is from Yvette I just listened to your season 18 premiere and loved it I'm married to an Italian he's from Calabria Uh, You were talking about family and community, helping each other. And I thought about our family and my husband's family and friends from his village. You see so many multi-generational families living together. I think it's beautiful. When Angela said she can't wait to watch her grandchildren, I thought, I have to share that we have our first grandchild a month ago, had, pardon me, our first grandchild a month ago. I've been helping my daughter, Mm -hmm. uh, Lucia, as much as I can, and I am loving it. congratulations sweet when people tell me they just became a grandmother I get so giddy for them Mm -hmm. it's fabulous news Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's that's really that's really sweet and you know I know we've talked about this a little bit before but I wouldn't live where I live If my people weren't here, I would have chosen a Mm -hmm. lot of different other places in the world. Mm -hmm. Like one where I don't have to like emotionally prepare for winter, for example. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. There is so, so much I love about where I live and so much to be grateful for. But the defining factor um, of us deciding where to put down roots and where to be is where our people were and when my dad when he fell off the ladder in august and broke his leg i talked about that on here didn't i mm-hmm. yep. okay um i just remember thinking we we got to the hospital at the same time as my uncle joel who's my dad's older brother my dad has four older brothers they all live in the valley with their families and so I was raised up around all my extended family. And my uncle Joel, you know, got into the, my dad's hospital room and put his hand on my dad and was just like, "How are you, brother? Are you okay?" And it really got me. It was like one of those sucker punchy kind of moments where I just thought, "Yeah. He was so he was concerned. He he needed to put eyes on my dad. He needed to like hear his voice know he was okay he wanted you know anything i can do just that connection and beauty of people and sometimes that's blood relatives and sometimes it's not but it's mm-hmm. it is sharing mm-hmm. in the joys and the sufferings with people that you care about like that's so good and so valuable and whether it's becoming a grandparent or just taking care of people in your community well. Like, it's just, again, something that gets more and more and more beautiful as you get older. hmm mm-hmm. So wonderful. I am not mm-hmm. going to cry. Okay, okay. We're
0: going to go back to boobs. <laughs> hey, small boob. Bra constantly being advertised to me is Pepper. I'm saving Shay here. I'm saving her. I'm going to try it. I thought. You'd like to share that with others in the (laughs) IBTC pepper. I think we
1: have tried a pepper before. Maybe I need to try them again. I feel like I remember there was a problem with the latch, but that's not a fair assessment of them because I don't quite remember. Um, I was looking at my bra. Really like oh, hanging on my towel rack the other day, and I was Mm -hmm. like, why does that look? Like, it's been run over by a car. And then I was like, I just got that. It's practically brand new. And then I realized I got it last October. And I was like, okay, so you've probably worn it 200 times. Yeah. That's a lot of times. That's a lot. That's a lot of times. A year is a, a long life for a bra. Okay, I'm going to, like, this is a
0: free plug, but I did an ad for Tommy John's on YouTube. Okay. And I ordered one, you know, I have to, like, order stuff when you do the ad. What's Tommy John's? love Jones? their stuff. Tommy John's is, like, casual, like, home. Well, I wear them at home, but, like, sweatpants for home. Okay. Like, workout clothes, pajamas, bras, okay. underwear. I ordered one of their bras. I love it. I love it. It's like the only one I wear. It, okay. it has padding. You can take the padding. I was out. i just gonna say that there's lay- no latches. It's it's there's no latching. Yeah, I think it's I, a don't, I don't bra, need the which latch. I, it's really and it's got like a big band in the back. Okay. So if you have back fat, <laughs> it's not gonna like cut into it or anything. I I'm you know, I know we got all different types of people listening. I love this bra. The band is a good three or four inches in the back. But it's not like it doesn't like cut you under the boobs where you're like, get this thing off me at the end of the day. I think it's I think I do hate bras. You know, I don't often wear one around the house and stuff. I'm I don't like them. So I do feel like comfortable and bra are oxymoronic. But if they weren't, then I would recommend the Tommy John's. Yeah.
1: I will try anything at this point. Okay, let's mm-hmm. talk about this for our last few minutes. Okay. I don't know what algorithm in what planet thinks it needs to be recommending $750 hand-knit sweaters from Norway to me, but I'm going to need you to stop. Because I already feel... you
0: probably clicked on something and listen i know you like a good well-made sweater so i bet you click so on something. i bet you can oh, afford I a, a 750 of on a sweater surgery <laughs> all i get is like big before and after liposuction before and afters because i must have clicked on something once and now every time i open up
1: instagram i'm like
0: i didn't want to see that <laughs> What did I do to deserve that?
1: Well, we're going to have to bring Jennifer on because I need her help. And maybe, again, shoot me a text on... Or shoot me a message on Instagram if this is the case. Because maybe other women are in the same position. I could burn my entire wardrobe and not shed a tear at this point. But if you buy nice things so that they actually last... And I think this is not partially fully my fault. They are making clothes worse and worse and worse and worse, like cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And even when you look at some of these nice brands, it's just like polyester or yeah, polyester, just like made in Bangladesh. And you're like, is this any different than stuff at Target? Or are you just charging more for it? Like, How do I know that it's worth my value? And then how do I actually have clothes to wear if I say, okay, fine, I'll buy investment pieces. I'll buy two pieces of clothing a year. Fine, I'll do it. I'll buy your $700 sweater and then I'll never have to buy a sweater again. But then I only have one sweater to wear (laughs) because you can't do that all Mm -hmm. at one time. So how do you actually transition to, like Jennifer does her 10, capsule wardrobe and at this point i'm about ready to start picking out my outfits for the week and putting them on hangers because i'm so tired of wasting mental effort thinking about it and i know it's easy for you so okay. don't laugh at me like you you just have the knack okay. for it and i have to try really hard okay go. okay go help
0: <laughs> do you have clothes for winter
1: what I have you... some really beautiful old vintage wool sweaters that I got on Poshmark. Here's the problem with wool: okay. it's really itchy, and even it over a turtleneck, yeah. it's they're, They make me claustrophobic. Like I can't move my arms enough. I can't, enough. Do it. I I can't not, pull them up. I will not itch. I will not, I will not itch. itch. It's like a sensory thing, it. and I, I even no matter how cold it is, I have to be able to do this because I wash dishes. You can't. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Do this? Just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I'm rolling my sleeves up, by the way. For those of you not watching Mm -hmm. on video, I have to be able to pull them up a little bit. Nobody's gonna. Don't tell me you got a sweater in Paris. That's not helpful to me. Tell, tell me what to
0: do. Okay, well,
1: (laughs) I got a pair of jeans
0: in Paris. Oh my!
1: Also, not helpful. They're the
0: best. (laughs) They are the best. Um. Oh, I bought two dresses. I actually was really proud of my girls. They went out shopping, and I'm really proud of them, first of all, because they know the city good enough. I can send them out on their own, and they did great. But they went to a store, and they texted me, and they said, We found a mom dress. This is you. And they sent me a picture of it, and I went back the next day, tried it on, and they nailed it. This dress is so fabulous. I'm going to find someone to make me more of them crushed it it's like the perfect dress not helpful it's more of an evening dress not helpful i'm not running around in it during the day but i'm just really happy okay well good for you (laughs) good for me (laughs) yep that's that's your advice was my girls got me a nice dress yeah i I mean i don't know Shay. i wear a white blouse and jeans you know like i wear I don't wear a lot of variety during the week at home. But even with
1: jeans, I'm fine. We've talked. Mm -hmm. We did a whole episode on wearing your uniform. I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even jeans, you're like, okay, well, these jeans are $250. And these jeans at Target are $23. And what makes one more valuable than the other? And is it worth it? And will they last... Is it, Mm -hmm. are they really that different or is it just that like price is a spice and people feel like, Ooh, I bought a $250 pair of jeans or like, do they wear better? Do they say, I don't
0: know. Are they really different? Do you mean ethically different?
1: Well, then, then it begins an entire existential crisis where you're just like, I want to kind of be contributing here in the right way. And yeah. And so you're just buying jeans and it feels like this, like gigantic ethical moral dilemma
0: and then i get so overwhelmed that
1: i just throw my computer i'm like i guess i'll just wear my old bra because i can't figure out what to do now and also they're all sprayed with all kinds of stuff and dyed with these terrible chemicals and they're all made out of plastic and i don't want clothes made out of plastic i think a
0: few weeks ago you told me to calm down Well, (laughs) when I was talking
1: about plastic, the microplastics, I did. (laughs) Um,
0: I get I get my I get I have a fair. So I did get a pair of jeans in Paris that I really love. But last year before my trip, I bought a pair on Amazon. I get compliments every time I wear them. I have like I will like pull it up on my phone and show people what they are. Um, They lasted me a year. So about, and I wore the snot out of them, but like 11 months into the year, then like the butt seam started to give, Um, Mm -hmm. but like I wore them a lot. Uh, They have a little stretch built into them, but they're a little bit more tailored looking and flat front, no zippers, no nothing. You just slide them on. And I wonder if you'd like them. Well, Again, maybe we'll let's, – let's, can I we can just deep dive into this ethics on the of next them. episode yeah. a little bit? I wash them three times to get the dye out kind of know, a thing, you know. know, before I wear I them. I I mean,
1: I know I'm yeah. not alone here, but also let's be realistic. Like, I'm not going to buy my family $750 sweaters. I can't do that. And right. my next best bet was buying some of these things used – Um. But what I have found is like I bought my I buy myself used shoes and then I get them and I'm they're already on their last leg. That's why the people sold them at the first place. So like half my shoes, the soles are coming off. And I'm like, well, yeah, dummy, because you bought them in an antique store. Like, what do you expect? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. You can't do that. If you want to buy vintage. I mean, I shouldn't say that I bought used shoes, but they were Ferragamos. I bought used designer shoes and they're going to last. I wore them I actually wore them in like I walked around on my trip. I wore them to the airport. My daughter's like, "I can't believe you're wearing mules." "You miss, I got to have support for my feet. Like these shoes are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're nuclear. I can wear them anywhere." Mm-hmm. And they they'd probably been worn a few times before I bought them, but they looked brand new. So I think it's yeah, I think it's complicated. If, yeah, it is complicated. We should talk about okay. it more cuz you know see. it geeks me out to talk about it. And All right. Yeah.
1: Well, let's come back next week and let's talk about it because I need okay. help and people are changing over their seasonal wardrobe and I think that they need help. And I'll shoot Jenna text. Maybe she can join us. And I know she thinks about these things and she, she really does try to create a seasonal uniform so that it's just done and she doesn't have to waste any mental energy on it. I get a lot of pleasure out of dressing nice and looking nice Mm -hmm. and I get a lot of pleasure out of clothes and I get a lot of pleasure out of washing clothes. It's all, I love all the pieces of it. I don't like shopping. Mm -hmm. So that's a tough one, but maybe we can um, shoot us a message over on Instagram guys before we record. So, (laughs) and you're hearing this, like respond immediately over on Instagram and give us your thoughts or brand recommendations or anything like that, that you want us to touch on. And we'll do a little deep dive together yeah
0: questions about clothes yeah
1: there you go yeah okay, okay. Cool. we're back at it ladies thank, well, you thank you for joining us as always you can click in the show notes to find <clears> links <throat> and discount codes to all of our advertisers just remember a reminder rather that if you enjoyed the show it really helps us when you support our advertisers and you use those codes because that's how they know you're a homemaker chic listener so they continue to come back which ultimately keeps the show on the air so it's a win-win-win because win, win, you get discounts. So make sure you use those links and codes below. And did I miss anything?
0: I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Today's Monday? Uh, Friday. Ultra Feminine Friday. Ooh, yes. So if you're wearing something, we're going to talk about clothes next Monday and you're wearing something that makes you feel fabulous this Friday, share it in an Instagram story. Um, tag Homemaker Chic. Tag Parisian Farm Girl. Tag Shai Elliott. Use the hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday and we'll try to share that as well.
1: Yes, let's do that. Okay. Okay, we will see you ladies next week. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.